0: and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News. Since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, January 29th, and I'm Amanda Harris, joined by Riley Wolfbauer. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending January 26, 2024. In auto news last week, Toyota Motor Corps chairman, Akio Toyota, shared a belief that battery electric vehicles will reach, at most, 30% market share, while hybrids, hydrogen fuel cell, and fuel-burning cars will make up the rest. Toyota has focused on hybrid drive chains, hydrogen technology, um, and a holistic approach to electrification, while also developing new combustion engine vehicles. In auto finance news, Tesla's lease penetration in 2023 landed at 4% of 1.8 million deliveries, compared with 3.6% of 1.3 million deliveries in 2022. Still, just 2.2% of about 484,000 deliveries in the fourth quarter released through Tesla's captive, down from 4% in Q3 and 3.7% a year prior. Capital One also reported Q4 earnings, rounding out bank earnings for this quarter. The bank's auto originations fell 17.4% sequentially and 7.2% year-over-year to $6.2 billion after sequential growth in the second and third quarters. The dip this quarter is largely due to affordability pressures and high interest rates. Outstandings also dropped 5.5% year-over-year to $74.1 billion. Credit performance also declined in line with trends across banks so far this quarter. 30-day delinquencies of Capital One rose 72 basis points year-over-year to 6.34%, and net charge-offs were up 53 basis points to 2.19%. The bank's allowance for credit losses as a coverage ratio ticked up three basis points sequentially to $2 billion. In other news, returning incentives and growing captive market share have prompted banks and independent finance companies to strategically focus on market segments where they can remain competitive. USAA is largely lending in the used vehicle market and certain makes and models where captives aren't offering subvented rates. Cherry picking assets, as Mark Pregman, Vice President of Consumer Lending at USAA, told me. USA is in a unique position as a lender offers insurance, auto financing, and banking products for military members and their families. Most of the borrower base is somewhat sheltered from macroeconomic pressures and unexpected unemployment as they receive a government check. USA's credit performance is reflective of this with 30-day delinquent loans at 0.39% as of June 30th, which is down from 0.46% a year prior. USA is also integrating a new loan and origination system with auto financing and pilot phase right now, and they're doing some other things. You can learn more about USA and what they're up to by reading our full coverage on our site. Some of the biggest stories of the week were used retail closures. Sonic Automotive closed its Northwest Motorsport dealerships. Further shrinking is used vehicle business Echo Park Automotive. The closures come as the used vehicle market faces elevated costs and limited affordable inventory on the heels of new vehicle supply chain disruptions the past few years. Sonic acquired Northwest dealerships when it bought RFJ Auto Partners in 2021, a time when the retailer had its sights on growing the Echo Park segment as a leading provider of newer used vehicles. Pricing challenges led Sonic to indefinitely suspend operations at half of Echo Park stores over the past year, and they have now closed their remaining Northwest locations with the goal of maintaining sales and revenue with fewer stores. Echo Park segment revenue actually ticked up 6.1% year-over-year to about $626 million in Q3. Room also announced plans to shutter its e-commerce used retail business amid market pressure. So Riley has the details there, so take it away, Riley.
1: Yeah, so I'll give a little breakdown of what we of what happened, what we know happened. Um and then go into a little bit on room and what kind of led to their closure of e-commerce and then finish with talking about um what's left to their um, former well, not formerly captive lender but formerly captive lender UACC. Um so Room closed last Monday on the 19th. Uh, they closed down its e-commerce and used vehicle dealership business. Uh, the company had issues um, facing liquidity challenges. So they suspended their line of credit with Ally Financial um, to preserve liquidity. And it happened as they were looking to secure the funding to continue their e-commerce capabilities of buying and selling vehicles. Um, so. Vroom also has United Auto Credit Corp and CarStory under their umbrella of companies and services. Uh, So United Auto Credit is their captive lender and CarStory is a AI based auto retail analytics platform. So those two businesses will continue running, like operating how they were before, but just under like still under the Vroom umbrella, even though Vroom shut down their e-commerce sales. So a little bit of what led to uh, Vroom getting here is over the past couple of years, following the big used vehicle boom that we saw in COVID, uh, Vroom sales have been coming down. They were purposely pulling back a little bit to try to adjust costs and operational um, fees. So part of the issue, I spoke with Seth Basham from Wedbush Securities about kind of what in, what went into Vroom shutting down. And part of his reasoning, or he was crediting it partly to margins being under pressure, but also kind of how they constructed their business model. Uh, Vroom employed a lot of third party providers for their reconditioning, for their logistics of delivering vehicles and picking up vehicles from consumers. And then at a point they were also like their sales were through third party. So the cost of running third party operations kind of cut up to them and shifting to their to their sales a little bit. Uh, Vroom peaked at 21,000 vehicles in the fourth quarter of 2021, and since then, uh, their last quarter, they reported just over 4,000 units. Um, So that was a very sizable decrease. And just for reference, Carvana, they sold 113,000 vehicles during that same period in 2021. So although they hit their peak, other e-commerce platforms such as Carvana were selling a lot more vehicles still. Um, so given the overall market, this is kind of a little bit e-commerce has faced difficulty, um, and the automotive side, because it boomed with people not being able to go into the dealership. But now that people can go back into the dealership more, more so are selecting to actually have that in-person experience and kick the tires and <laughs> give, give it a little test. Favorite drive. phrase. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Carvana is doing much better than they were before. They have figured out their liquidity issues, but then we also saw Shift Technologies uh, last year in October. They filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So that's giving just like a little bit of the overall outlook on e-commerce. And then, as I mentioned earlier, Vroom also had United Auto Credit, which it, I believe, purchased, sorry, let me confirm, in 2022 to be its captive lender. And United Auto Credit was originally mostly a subprime lender. And under Vroom, they were opening up their credit box a little bit and lending into higher tiers. And now that the e-commerce side of things is shut down at Vroom, UACC is still going to operate independently and drive origination volume and continue doing what they were doing before Vroom acquired them. Um, On the
0: indirect side,
1: right? Yes, on the indirect side, yes. Uh, Amanda spoke with uh, Jim Vajim from UACC, and he said now their energy is going to be focused on growing that core business. So UACC, although is going to lose some of that volume from Vroom, they're in a good position to grow and continue operating how they once did. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much everything on the Vroom front.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, like you mentioned, Carvana you know, obviously has, um, you know, they do have more sales to kind of back them up. And and we know that they have made, you know, quite a few changes. And CarMax as well, you know, obviously still a big player in the e-commerce space, but they also have, you know, footprint to work with. They do have dealership footprints. And then we know they also made a lot of changes, all right, to kind of survive after COVID. Uh, I think everyone thought that those kind of companies were going to start taking away more of the market share just because of the, the boom that you mentioned that they saw. And then, Now that's really not coming true. Is like like there's just not enough supply. There's not enough affordable supply, right? So happened with Sonic too. Is it's not even just about getting these vehicles to sell. It's getting them at a price that makes sense, right? To to have that profitability that these companies really need in order to to stay successful. So definitely something we'll keep an eye on. um Also this week we have. GM Financial and Credit Acceptance Corp. earnings coming out, so stay tuned for those results. And we'll have some stories on the power sports market with Synchrony and Polaris. So excited to kind of get an update on what's happening in power sports as well. Um, but that will do it for today's episode. So thank you for joining us on the roadmap. Be sure to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, along with LinkedIn. And we will see you online at AutoFinanceNews.net and here next time.